welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. Everybody forgive me, I'm a little bit sick today, so this is going to be tough. Just kidding. That would be so annoying. Could you imagine having to listen to that for the like an entire 30 minutes? And then there's some people who are like, I can't even stand listening to your normal voice for 30 minutes. It's okay, thanks. Oh, little little fun thing. Uh, thanks to everyone that's listening on Spotify. We've had a surprising, I don't know why I'm saying but like, a surprising amount of uh, unique listeners on Spotify, so I'm really happy that that's working. I'd like to see those stream numbers go up, but the number of people that are listening is pretty cool. So thanks for listening. Julie, I don't think you listen on Spotify, but if you do, thanks. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're literally everywhere now, so it's kind of nice because like no one has an excuse anymore. Like, oh, I, I don't have SoundCloud which I realized was like the biggest mistake setting up the podcast was on SoundCloud. I should have done it on anything else. But everyone, you want to know what's great about SoundCloud? $150 for unlimited storage. So ultimately, I can pump content out like crazy if I wanted to, and there's no limit. With, uh, with one of the other ones I was looking at, I think it was... It was like you could only do like 50 megabytes per month. And I was like, oh, that's half an episode because I can't compress my stuff very well yet. So I can't do that. Anyways, so for all those people who talk crap about SoundCloud, screw you. And this kind of, uh, this kind of goes with um, the reason that I started the podcast was literally it was just one of those things that I wanted to do. And I did it. I just went and did it. We're getting decent I mean, I think more people are listening to the podcast than ever went to see my band ever, so that's pretty cool. People that I don't know are listening to it, so that's also cool. And then for all of the people that are on the podcast with me, all of those people have people that they don't know that are listening to them. So that's pretty awesome. And this all kind of ties into what Sheila and myself are going to be talking about. Hey, Sheila. Hey, girl, hey. Uh, today we're going to be talking about goal setting. You're probably going to be like, wow, this is sure a lot of goal content in the last couple weeks. And the reason being is because people suck at it. People suck at goal setting. For uh, This is going to put Sheila on the spot. Sheila, what would you say, and this is just like all goals in your life, what would you say percentage of like goals that you actually set and are like, I'm going to do this, do you feel like you get, do you accomplish? I've been thinking about this for myself. It's not a very high number. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's very high. I mean, I, I think it depends on, like, how much conviction I have with that goal. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to improve my posture, and then I don't do anything to actually do that. Like, what? Do you, like, how do you even measure that? Like, have you seen that new imposter, uh, imposter uh, that new posture thing on, like, it's an infomercial? It's like, it's, like, supposed to be revolutionary and fixing your spine or whatnot. I'm like, well, you look stupid with it on. Like, it, and it hides, it hides easily underneath your clothing. I'm like, ah, uh, I like for women, I, I imagine women have to be like, well, I'm already wearing a bra. And then for men, it's like, all right, it's like I'm wearing a bra now. Like, it's just like another step. Anyway, sorry. Posture. Keep, keep, well, keep going. Well, I thought it was like the one that's like on the back of, you know, like sticks to the back of your spine I, as you just adjust your posture. Well, no, because like that, Alex like what it does video. is like you put it on and then for some reason, like when you tighten it, it just puts you into like a certain position. 
Hmm. I feel okay, like I'm giving like... way too. They're not even a sponsor of the podcast. I'm giving them <laughs> way too much airtime right now for how little money that they've donated. I mean, maybe I'll look them up later because I do, it is actually one of my goals. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like certain things like I have a very high success rate on. Like I I feel like I hit my goals more at work, but I'm a lot more deliberate about my goals at work. Like I'm very intentional about how. But, like, everything else is probably – I've been trying to lose some weight for, like, so many years, and that hasn't happened, so. Wait a second. For work, when you say, like, work goals, do you mean, like, goals that are established by the company? Like, all right, these are the goals that we're wanting to hit, or is it, like, career goals? Like, oh, I want to achieve X by X time, um, or both? Uh, I wouldn't say, like, that the company sets the goals, but, like, goals that are related to co- the company's success. So, like, I want my team to drive this much revenue, or I want to reduce our costs. Like, things that are in my control to some degree, not, like, the company wants to hit this revenue goal. Um, and then, like, yeah, like, s- career, like, where do I want to be in my life by certain stages and whatever. So, That's yeah. one of the things I actually want to bring up first is... What is within our control? I have a big raging, I won't say it. I have a rager (laughs) for trying to make distinguish between goals and dreams. I know there's like, quote. here's what sucks. There's tons of quotes out there that are great and quotable and that you can say and make everyone feel good or whatnot. But like, I really believe that Goals are in our control and dreams are things that are not within our control. So like you can dream, like this is the example that I've been giving the most. Like you can dream like I want to get this position or I want to get this raise. And as much as you work, there's the potential that you will never achieve that goal because it's not within, you're not the decision maker. You're not the one that's ultimately making that decision for that raise or for for whatever it is. So I like making that distinction Mainly because I think a lot of people set up goals that I think what's the it's like smart or whatever I believe is like what the goal thing is. It's like specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time bound. So if you have to time bound a goal and you're like, all right, I have to get a raise in six, or I have to get a raise in six months, and then you don't get that, you didn't fail. Like it's not really a goal. Is is ultimately what I'm saying there. Like it doesn't fit within that realm. I don't know what you think about that. I No, I agree. I don't know if I would put that in like a dreams kind of I don't know what the right word is it. though either. Yeah, because I feel like there's like dreams that are like way bigger than that. Like, I don't know, like that you can work towards, but like would, ha- I don't know. I, I do think, feel like there's some other word there, but yeah, I never put like promotions or things like that in my specific goals. I probably would put those, yeah, like more in the dreams category. If I, I can't. I also don't know what the right word is. If I can't, like, measure it and it's not in my control, like, it's not 100% in my control, then I don't usually put it in the goals category. Like, every year I do, like, work goals. Actually, it works. So we do this thing called, like, Visions now. Um, We started it, like, early in the year. I can't remember if I told you about this. But um, it's like you write a letter to yourself reflecting on your year as if a year has passed so you're writing it like I'll, I'll write it January 1st or whatever not you know whatever date have and you done then, this for anything besides work well so you put in your work or I mean your personal okay. goals and everything too so like we did it for the first time back in April or something and I found it really helpful because it like gets you into this frame of mind of like actually visualizing what success looks like to you and then I check in on it you know throughout the year to see how I'm doing but you have to make them very attainable like 
you want them to stretch, right? Like, you don't want to be like, oh, it's too easy, but, like, you also want to make sure that you actually can hit them. But what's, I thought it was an interesting format. What's the hard part for you in discerning what is achievable and what is not? Do you feel like in certain verticals you you know better than in other ones? Um. Well, I have a track record of success in some areas and not no success yeah. in others. Um, so well, I that's weird. No success in I mean, like, like there's some people who like set a goal that are just like, I want to do three x whatever. When in reality, they probably can only do two x, and so they still achieve that two x, but not the three x. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so I've, well, that's funny because like I started to do, well, I don't know if we're going to get into like our specific goals as part of this, but um, like I started to break out phases of goals. So like I want to do, you know, X number, I'm just making this up of push-ups by this date. And then I want to be able to do two times that by this date or whatever. So it's like, you still kind of get there. Like you're still like checking something off, but try to be like more steps oriented so it doesn't feel like oh i need to go from zero to a hundred and if i don't get there then it's like pointless i guess yeah i because i struggle with i talked about this on the other podcast as well with my brother like i struggle with trying to figure out because each person's like we're none of us are unique but we're all unique i know how, how stupid that sounds but like ultimately what i mean by that is we all have are things that limit us and are things that we are like benefits to us as well. So our strengths and weaknesses ultimately. And I always struggle with that. Like with when people are like either make me a confidant of their goal or involve me in their goal setting process is like sometimes I'm just like, I'm always thinking of it this way. I'm like, could I do that? I'm not thinking of like, could that person do that? <laughs> so it's like really hard for me when like people are setting goals to be like, Oh no, you can't do that. It, like in a positive way as well. Like I'd say like set something like this. And I and I usually don't recognize it for like a couple weeks to a month. I'm like, I don't think that's realistic at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I wish I would have told you sooner. And like it, cause I almost feel bad like coming in, like, all right, so I got this goal. I hate it because like most of the time people are almost always dealing with health goals. Like how many people like talk about their non health goals? Don't and I'm not counting like at work. I feel like in in a work situation we talk about our work goals and like what we're striving for, but I feel like very rarely health health based things are so public. You know what I mean? Like, hey everybody, I'm doing keto. Hey everybody, I'm doing this. I'm doing that thing or whatnot. Like, what other things? Well, and I think we've talked about this before, and I think I might have seen this in the outline. So spoiler, but um. It, I think that there is a tendency to really talk about those goals, but that kind of undermines the goal. So it, it, I don't remember, like, what the psychology is around this, but, like, when you tell someone your goal, like, if you tell someone or too many people, you get the – you get, like, the positive response and, like, the reward in your brain as if you had already done it. Um, and so I feel like those are the types of goals. And if you're telling a lot of people, like, oh, I'm on a diet or, yeah, I'm doing keto or whatever, and they're proud of you, then you're like, oh, okay – feels great in my head and then you're not as like convicted I don't but that's know what, what i kind of mean like it's so weird that like those are the only but it's like usually just health related goals that people talk about well, is more thinking, where my confusion is i was thinking about like my work goals and i don't really talk about those to other people mostly because like if i'm talking about them at work they're usually like peer like my goals might sound competitive with other people or mm -hmm. like maybe it'll 
it's a, it's a workplace setting. So if I fail at those, does that mean like I'm not a good employee? Like I, maybe I'm a little bit more self-conscious about them. But what know. other goals can we have? Like, you know, so we got, we got, uh, health goals, health. Yeah. Go- yeah. Oh, like, so like, what are some interpersonal goals? Like I want to, like, I don't ever hear people talking about like, I want to talk, I want to talk to more people. I feel like people don't, I don't know how you set a goal like that or how you measure it or whatnot, but I feel like we have such a fascination and focus on on the health side of things that we neglect ultimately everything else. I mean, I wonder if that's because pretty much everyone feels like they could be healthier and maybe some people are okay with their careers. I don't know. Yeah. I think like the interpersonal goals, working on them this morning before we, we hopped on and like my personal relationship goals are very hard to make into smart goals. Like I'm going to have to take more time to be more intentional. So like I said, I wanted to work on my friendships, like, cause I, you know, a lot of my friends are on the other side of the country. And, um, so I'm like, okay, I could send, make sure I send birthday cards to like my friends and these are the friends I'm going to send them to. And I'm going to put it on my calendar and I'm going to make sure I get birthday cards like ahead of time and set reminders. Like that's like, more tangible but then one of my other ones is listen more and so I'm like how do I turn to something more measurable I don't know man anybody listening if you want to give us any recommendations <laughs> that'd be great you could call in now because there because there are there are so many that I'm just like I don't even know like literally last year if I had to tell you my last year my goal like literal goal was the it was um win the battle against genetics, which was ultimately not to get fat. And I, so far I've succeeded doing that this year. And then my other goal was to start a podcast. Those were like literally my only goals. I didn't have any other hopes or aspirations for the year. And I don't know if that's really sad and depressing. Like even like, even like hopefully, well, no one from my work listens to this, but like even like career wise things, I didn't have like goals. I was just like, I'm just going to continue to be a great worker. Like that's what, so maybe that was my goal. But even that isn't like a very good goal if you think about it. So I was like, I'm going to be a great worker and just keep doing my thing. Because doing my thing has seemed to work so far and it's continuing to work this year. I don't have like any, especially because at work, I feel like most goals are not within my power to control. Or not, it's not goals. Like most achievements are not within my goal, like promotions, money, um, number of clients, how much spend those clients have, like that's very, it's, it's within my control a little bit, like as far as like um, talking with people in order to uh, continue our client agency relationship with them. But besides that, it's really in the, the client's hands if those relationships continue at the end of the day. They're the ones that sign the, the contracts. Well, and I feel like we we only have so much attention to put against these things, right? Like, I, I've wondered when I was writing mine and when I did because I do this every year. I'm a big, like, New Year's resolutions person, <laughs> for better or worse. But, like, I write down so many things. Like, there's so many aspects of my life that I'd like to be better. But to really focus, like, I'm looking at my papers, like, my I wrote them down this morning. I have, like, at least 25 things and that's like a lot of that you want to improve on like 25 specific things. Like do any of them like bump up against one another? Like, Oh, these five go with each other. Are they all like, 
I mean, I have them categorized by like. Why don't you just read all of these really personal things uh, right now, <laughs> Sheila? Read them. Why don't you just read them all for everybody to hear? Um, Come up with I a funny don't... joke right now. Come up with the the first one has to be like fun, like practice the Kama Sutra. How did you know? <laughs> I actually I, had I Aaron, a book. Aaron and I text each other at least <laughs> twice a year, and they're always sexual based things, Sheila. Um, that's that's how I knew Aaron. I know you me. guys are closer than Aaron, your... Sheila's husband, for first time listeners. <laughs> also known as Sebastian Cyclone. Also known as Sebastian Loyal. Cyclone and the and Baron from a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks T nine for all of you, all you people under the age of twenty five. T nine was a type of texting where you had to use numbers in order to get the words to appear. So. I miss those days. I used to be able to text and drive so easy with T9. Yeah, you didn't have to look at all. One of my goals is to start using T9 again so I can start texting and driving again. So <laughs> watch goal. out. Watch out, I-15 people. I'm coming for you. Are you going to get like an old flip phone, like a Razor? Like... Dude, the f- I don't know if I... I just get the one... Do you... I don't think you even remember the phone. I had this black Sprint. So it's, so it's the phone that came free with the plan. And I love that thing. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love my phone a lot more now, but it was a, yeah. So it was a it was a flip phone, flip phone, and man, I could rock the T nine just, just if symbios with the phone. Like we just formed a symbiotic relationship and were able to. Anyway, sorry, sorry everybody. T nine. It was a it was a it was the best of times. It was the worst of times, and times are even better now. Oh. Sorry, I don't even know where to go from there. No, I mean like it's. I don't even know what we're talking about. (laughs) Actually, thinking about like all of my like first cell phones and why I love them so much. Like I remember them so distinctly because they were like I don't know. You're right though. I do love my phone more now. Um, I think we were just talking about like I like I think that it's hard if you set too many goals and you don't have like a really clear plan. Like at what point? Think there's a number? Oh, you're asking. I don't know. I I don't know. Like, I think all of these things I have are attainable things, like, to do in a year. Like, if my timeline is a year, but I have to be really intentional about when I'm focusing on them, you know? Like, so some of my personal goals are to save more money and then, like, get more – like, learn more about investing. So, like, those are – like, they kind of go together, right? Like, it's – I actually – so – I'm, I'm all over the map here, but you said something earlier, which was like you, your goal for this year was to battle against genetics. And I was thinking about like, what's my overarching like mantra for 2019. And it was like to hook up future me, like stop like doing things that are just to like, hook up future me. Yeah. Like, I like, like the, I like the, I like the, uh, vernacular used there. That's fun. <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like you're yourself's wingman. Yeah, like I want like to be thinking about future Sheila and what fu- what is good for future Sheila, not what's good for Sheila right now. So like if that means we're out because that's going to help make me feel better as I get older, like that's good. I'm hooking up my future self. So like all of my things are pretty much in that same realm and then like getting comfortable being uncomfortable and like I think you said this and I really liked it, like uh-huh. doing the hard stuff. Because there's some things I've been putting off that are just, like, bummers. Like, I this is really dumb that I have to get a root canal. And, like, I really don't want to do it because I hate any type of... Fit- How long have you needed to get a root canal for and you've pushed that off? Like a month. Oh, okay. That's not bad. I was expecting no. it to be much longer than that. Oh, <laughs> Like, no. yeah, it's been, like, it's been, like, six years. It was like, oh, Sheila. No. Yeah, that tooth's that gone. It's no, gone. It's just, let it <laughs> just let it go. Just let it go. 
No, like, I, I've, I'm not even, never mind. I'm not going to get into the whole saga of this particular tooth. But when I found out, I was like, I've Bad dentist, right? Bad dentist years ago. Yeah. And so I've had to get two crowns when really what I needed was a root canal. And so I had to go through the torment of crowns. And I already have horrible, horrible dentist phobia. Um, so I'm like, no, I just need to do these things. Like, they suck, but just, like, get them done. Stop putting them off. Like, whatever. So do just the hard stuff. just want to give a shout-out to my dentist. Uh, <laughs> Tuttle, Tuttle Numb now. I got my cavities filled within 15 minutes and was able to eat immediately afterwards. So just saying. I know you should you fly out to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you could. He has his practice in, is in both Sacramento and Utah, so you could technically go to a Sacramento office here. Is he? At I don't know if he does root canals. Okay. Yeah, he has. So like, he half fifty fifty. Like, actually, I bet you he'll take off like two weeks for Christmas, if I had to guess. So you're screwed, Sheila. You'll never, you'll, you'll never get your root canal fixed. Ugh, you can't a- do it. <laughs> I think we just, I think we just stumbled upon a plot for our first movie. I do have a goal this uh, this year of writing my first uh, my first script. So I think I'm just gonna do it on the. The never, the never ending struggle of Sheila the, and her root canal. It's gonna be a great. <laughs> it's gonna be a great movie. People are gonna love it. It's gonna be thrilling. There's Triumph gonna be lots of, drama. of the will. Lots of drama. Speaking lots of, of will, <laughs> willpower. Am I right? It's a very important thing. What a segue. Oh. No, I was thinking about like with with a lot of what you're saying, like hard goals and doing like the hard things. I also want to be careful. Not to, this is like, it's that fine line you have to balance. I don't want to give, I don't want to enable people too much. And I don't want to put too much pressure on people at the same time. So like it's, especially if you're a confidant for someone or just if you're the person with the goals, finding that proper balance of support and shame that you give them (laughs) is really important because there are some things like, um, I'm just going to use you as an example. Sheila, let me know if you want me to cut this out. <laughs> Sheila, I think it was in August. She's like, yeah, I have a goal to lose 30 pounds by X date. And I, this is, goes back to the example. Like it took me probably like two weeks. I'm like, I don't think that's realistic. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, that would be, that would be so hard to accomplish that goal within. And ultimately the reason that I brought it up is like, cause what sucks with goals and whatnot is like the more goals I feel like you, the more times you fail, at a certain goal, like the less likely you are to do it. So sometimes, like I like what you said where you have like those baby steps set up, uh, not baby steps, but just the steps where like, I want to get X push-ups by this date, X push-ups by that date. Those are very specific tactics that go into a goal of a healthier lifestyle. And then also just making sure that goals aren't too hard. And then goal, I think we did settle on a goal that was like pretty attainable. Yeah. Um, overall for it. And then it's, but also like it was, very it was hard but definitely attainable whereas the 30 pounds when i was just like there's well, no way and then well, i went and did it yeah and then you went and did it well i think too, but like you, I, you would like I just, I just i know that probably sounded really douchey of me to say like right after i'm like oh it's like this impossible goal i have the benefit of 28 years of athletic I was going to say achievement. That's not the right word of athletic training on my side. Like since I was four, I have been involved in sports and whatnot. So it was very easy for me to just go and start running a crap load every single day and whatnot. 
And literally what did it for me wasn't even like the exercise definitely helped or whatnot, but it was a lot of the changes that I made in my diet. Like I know on my brother's one, I'm just like, yeah, I just worked out really hard. But ultimately it was eliminating a lot of processed sugar. So alcohols and then also added sugar in things. And I have a feeling that's what did a lot of the initial heavy lifting for me. Also, Alex, like, works out two hours a day and, like, just casually ran a marathon one weekend. So I feel like you're being a little, like, chill about this. But it was it's pretty nuts. Like, it was very impressive. I, like, you'd be like, yep, I already did 20,000 steps and it's 8 a.m. And I'm like, cool, I'm waking up right now. So... I, I did that Yeah, I did that yesterday <laughs> or Friday. I did that to I you know. on Friday. I know. Sheila, get up. Get up, and Sheila. Would... <laughs> And I was like the fourth, like hungover from the fourth holiday party of the week, and I was like, "Nope, I don't, I don't, I don't get this." I, I think I just changed this. the subject in the chat. I was like, "Oh uh, yeah, so how, what's yeah. going on?" Yeah, you show you, you. What are your thoughts on Syria? Why do you always go to Syria, Alex? I don't know. I feel like there's stuff going on in Syria that I should probably know about. But yeah. I mean, on the on the topic of like like setting attainable goals or whatever, I was actually when you were talking about it at the start of the podcast, like. Um, you know, you said something about like telling someone if their goal doesn't seem attainable. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, but I think what I ended up doing was like morphing that goal into building healthy habits so that I could be like more strategic about losing that weight. And I only lost four pounds instead of 30. So I think we were pretty well. Right you're not even, that. you're not even to the date yet, though. No, no, but I mean, it's like you know, a month away. It's I'm not losing 20. Five are you going hours. to you said you're going to physical therapy this week yeah, yeah yeah it's on wednesday so i mean i don't know how much they'll be able to do or you know whatever so for, for, so people understand i have a running problem like an ankle injury whatever i don't know how she just no what it is is she looks stupid running is what she means it's not an ankle problem she looks dumb no it's kidding <laughs> i need it's actually not physical therapy it's psychological it's... therapy <laughs> To help me get used to but we still call it PT. You know, we call PT. it PT. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta. I gotta protect myself. So. Gotta make you feel feel good. <laughs> but, oh, well, um, and that's. But like, what are other? I like struggle with like, what are other hard goals? Like, what are other hard goals that people set for themselves that are things that are within their. And maybe that is why we do health things and body things because if there's one thing that we can control pretty well. Um, thanks, Roe v. Wade, is our bodies more than anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Hashtag yeah. feminism. Uh, <laughs> and so maybe that's why there's so many health-based goals. Because but those, I, like, like how many things do we really have, like, 100% control over besides our body? That's true. Hashtag not my, my, not my president. I, <laughs> oh, my God. I also think that they are hard. Like, I think that for a lot of people, health-based goals are hard because they require a lot of like lifestyle changes and like mental I don't know if this is the right word but like mental stamina so like in the last six months I was doing that also that app that was like all about food like health psychology or whatever and like learning what things cause you to eat more and blah blah and I know you're not a fan of the app but I feel like I I feel like I learned a lot and there's like so many things that go into how you decide like what to eat and when and how much and whatever. Like there's so many external factors to our health that we have control over, but they're hard. Like they're harder than I think we think that they might be. Like all of the processed sugar that's in all of our food, I think like a lot of people don't realize that. So you have to like learn a lot about nutrition to make sure you're not eating those things. I don't know. I, I think that they're like hard. Yeah. I've mentioned this. Yeah. They are hard, but 
so like other goals aren't hard. I just feel like maybe that's why there aren't a lot of goals that are outside of the health, fitness, and body. Like, because if you think about it, like, I'm thinking of really, really stupid goals right now. Like, things that someone like, oh, I really want to, like, I'm thinking of uh, The Office is what I'm thinking of. Uh, where Andy Bernard says that he wants to, like, hook up with a woman or something like that. I'm just like, even that's not really a goal because that requires, like, the consent of someone else to be able to achieve that goal. And so I think there's just so few opportunities outside of, like, the health realm to achieve goals. Like, I think you're – because even, like, let's use your better friendship thing as an example. That's still going to be very much – positive for you but it might and i imagine it's going to be positive for other people as well like other friends or whatnot but like what if you have like this one random dick friend that you don't know is a dick and it's just like oh you sent me sherry's berries uh <laughs> did you hear that did you did you hear that episode no oh good uh, never mind uh spoiler what? alert for sheila oh my god did uh, you <laughs> did you did you complain that i sent you no, sherry's berries no you should you should listen to it anyways um that you every now and then you're gonna have <laughs> A, uh, a dickish friend who will like maybe just be like, oh, I can't believe that she sent me a gift card. Maybe it, I don't know, like maybe it doesn't help the relationship. You know what I mean? I know that's like a really stupid, like, why would somebody get mad if you sent them a birthday card? But I can't, I can't get past, I want to know what you said. <laughs> you, well, that, gosh darn it, Sheila, you should listen to the freaking <laughs> podcast. It's that episode. So that episode's two weeks old. Which one is it? It's the holiday gift giving recommendations. Wait, so what did you say? You got me Sherry's Berries, and so I got you Sherry's Berries. Boom. That's exactly what I said. I was like, and then this is what I hate about gift giving. It turns into this competition. Like, for example, it's like, I'm not saying I'm mad about this. Like, it's nice that I got something. I was like, I feel like I got something for Sheila, or I get something for Aaron. It's like, damn it. Now we have to get Alex a gift. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, now we have, to, we have to figure out something to give him. Like, what should we give him? Um, no, I feel like that's actually, okay, well, whatever. You were you were being sassy, but like, I, I feel like that's actually something I really appreciated. And that's how I kind of got to that goal because you guys are like the only friends that we have that are very thoughtful about birthdays, despite the fact that we live so far apart. So like it has inspired me to be more thoughtful with like my other friends to make sure that like, cause I don't know, like now we've moved past Sherry's Berries, even though I really I mean, I think Sherry's Berries. I also great. mentioned the other gift that you got me. Like, there's a whole. You should listen to it, Sheila. You should listen. Right. To it. There's a whole. There's a whole five minute section where I talk about like the psychology behind gift giving. <laughs> just like, like for example, like uh, you don't have to tell me this. It's just like, for example, the uh, the thing that you got me this year. I'm like, I bet you that cost less overall than the Sherry's Berries package or comparable, maybe. And so, like, my reaction to it was way different than the two. It all goes into about how like thinking about gifts makes like a huge difference, like the emotional connection along with like the price and whatnot. Like there's this whole thing that, that it goes into. Anyways, like that's neither here nor there. Neither neither here nor there, Sheila. Are you saying I'm a terrible gift giver? Is that what No, you have to listen to the episode. Uh, okay. I'm so mad right now. I worked so now hard on that episode, Katie and I. <laughs> I, there's a lot of podcasts. I haven't. I just have to get to them. How many so. podcasts are you a part of, Sheila? I no. I mean, you have a lot of podcasts. There's there are not a lot. a lot of podcasts. There's like thirty episodes, thirty hours of content. Holy crap, man! Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of content, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh yeah, I did a post on like so. Sorry, back to goals like that. I didn't even realize how hard like 
how hard this like like creating a podcast was like it's easy like the initial whatchamacallit so i have i have my theory on goals that there's three types of goals you can have they're creative goals or creation the second is cultivation and then the third is consumption all three c's i'm a big fan of c words so the reason that i have it set up like that is with this podcast i created it last year and then now i'm in like i'll be in the cultivation year or cultivation phase ultimately right from inception you're in the cultivation phase and good golly i think that is the I don't know how many times I've just like get burnt out and I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like nobody cares. And then like I release an episode about me getting expelled and then the response to it is just like uh, overwhelming. And then I get like a high again. I'm like, all right, I got to keep doing this because there are things I put out that are benefiting people at a much higher level than I ever intended the podcast to affect people. Like this podcast literally started off. It was just going to be, Let's talk about movies. That was literally what the plan for it was. Like we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about these movies from like that old movies. It's it's based on it's a joke by Jim Gaffigan. He goes, "You ever like want to talk about a movie that came out a long time ago? Hey, uh, so uh, anybody anybody seen the movie Heat? That movie came out twenty years ago. Well, I want to talk about it now." And so, like, that's where it came from. Like, uh, movies that are old that I had just, like, because I had just been going through my Harry Potter kick. I'm like, Harry Potter's, like, 20 years old, but I want to talk about it now. Anyways, that's how it all started off. And then, like, it's this completely different thing now where I'm just trying to share my experiences and failings as much as I can to help other people. Because, ultimately, I think everyone doesn't realize how screwed up everybody else's and then once you realize that you're not alone everything changes and it just makes life so much easier and I think it's the same with goals as well like goals are hard we set these sometimes unattainable things but that's why I want to bring this up because if we can set much better much more specific and attainable goals and then we want to make sure once again that we find that balance between too hard and then too easy. And I don't know how you do that, but ultimately my thing is like anything that makes you uncomfortable is probably a good goal ultimately. And so finding whatever that uncomfortability for you is, whatever part of your life that you're in, is going to be a good thing. And obviously when I see uncomfortable, I don't mean like, I, I hate when I use the word uncomfortable because it's like, well, I'm uncomfortable when that guy hits on me. Like I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm just going to let dudes hit on me all the time. I don't, that's not like what I intend by that, but just where you're putting yourself through something that will ultimately um, make you stronger, I guess, is what it comes down to. So like going back to the like create, cultivate, and consume. So I feel like last year you created the podcast, this year you're going to cultivate the podcast, right? So what's your like create for this year? Oh, I don't even have one. I told you I'm writing the script on uh, on your root canal. Oh, there you go. Um, there you go. Good one. I don't have like a a create goal. So I have my cultivate goal. My consumption goals are always like generally based around food and then entertainment, like limiting that. Like I've already started doing a pretty good job of cutting back on video games this year. And I kind of want to continue doing that next year because cutting back on video games has allowed me to work out a lot more and just anyways, not important, but I really haven't come up with that creation goal yet because what is there to create? Like, it, 
we actually had this conversation at work a couple days ago. It's ultimately like, what, what is there to like really create anymore? I don't know. Like everything, even a podcast, like podcasts were invented before I did it. Radio, and then radio talk show hosts were created, or talk shows were created before that. Talk shows on TV were created before that. Like, you know, it's the very classic conversation that people have of what is original anymore because nothing is really original. But I if I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what I want to create. Like, it's hard. I don't know. I feel like, and I don't know, like, if you want to share this publicly. I don't know. So you can cut it out if not. But, like, I feel like you've talked about wanting to, like, do more speaking engagements. Right, I feel is like that that's cr- is that creative. I feel like that's creative. Like you're creating something, you're doing something instead of a just brand. Yeah, like I I thought that was a really interesting goal, and I've been debating like if that's the type of thing I want to try and go for. Like there's been a couple things that popped up recently that like there was like an opportunity to throw my name in, but I didn't because it freaked me out, Sheila. and I was like, should I? Should I because it scares me or like am I being smart because I really don't have anything to say, you know, but I think I feel like those are one of those things where uh, you just see just test it out. Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like I did a an admirable job. I don't think I did a great job at my speaking engagement. I think I did good or did well. Um, But. I, I definitely was like, man, I could make this so much better and improve on this so, so much. Also, it's important to have a subject that you're really, really passionate about. And I, I'm passionate about the subject that I spoke on, but there's other things that I'd much rather be talking about, especially within the business world that I think need to be, that I think need to be fixed. Like, man, people take their jobs way too seriously. Like, that's like one of the biggest things that I'm just like, I understand your career is important, but you want to know who's going to remember you. And let, like, I don't even, almost, almost nobody. Like, you're better off having a kid and creating a legacy there than trying to create a career legacy. Because 10 years, no one's going to remember you in your career. At least, like, if you have a kid after you die, you got another 30 to 40 years, maybe your grandkids, another 30 to 40 years. But, like, with work, it's literally, you're going to be a superstar, unless you become like a Steve Jobs, a Jeff Bezos, like that type of person. I, I, I couldn't tell you who the CEO of IBM is right now. Only the people at IBM can. And in 10 years when that CEO has gone, the people working there aren't going to remember him either. And so all of this to say like, where was I going with that? I don't know why I had it. Oh, because like that's what I'm more passionate about. It's like people... Not like understanding that, yes, I have to do this to make a living, to make a wage so that I can pay for X, Y, and Z or whatnot. But uh, people just take it as if like, if you got fired tomorrow, your life would be fine. Everybody, just so you know, uh, it's really not the end of the world as well, we I, know it. I So I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle there. Like if I got fired tomorrow, that would be like earth shattering for me because I think I've tied up so much of my identity into like success in my job or whatever. Like if I'm unsuccessful, then that's a reflection of me and blah, blah, blah. But I think that a large part of that is because I haven't tried to build other areas of my life that also provide like meaning or personal growth. 
So, like, if you ha- if you're well-rounded and you're investing into other parts of your life, like, that's – I feel like that's, you know, what's going to matter more. And, like, your job, you just want to do a good job because you have, like, personal pride and you want to do a good job, not necessarily because you want to have a legacy. Um, so, like, I've been trying to think of, like, more things. That's why, like, the relationship stuff for me is so big on my goals this year because – um, especially like, you know, if you lose a family member or something, you learn like that relationships are really like, to me, like that's, what's most important. And that is to me, the legacy, like I might not have kids, but at least if I've been a good person to the people that matter to me, like that is more meaningful than like my career, especially cause my career is like so niche, like nobody cares, <laughs> like nobody's going to care. Um, but I don't actually care about having like a famous career like but, I, that doesn't matter to me yeah but what i mean also what i mean by that that was like yes like earth shattering you get fired tomorrow but you'd probably be able to get a job in the next week or two you know what i mean but like let, all right let's just go to start interviewing like because that's how good you like ultimately you have achieved that goal of like i am successful i've done a really good job like if you got fired it would be because of layoffs it wouldn't be because of like that's a that's a big difference it wouldn't be like oh your performance is subpar or whatever um and so that's kind of more what i mean by what i mean by that like how how many people do you know who's like they got fired and then like their world was ended? It's a very it it, it does happen, but like it's very yeah. rare. No, no, no. And I don't mean it like that. Like I know like I'd find another job and like life would move on. I actually came to this realization like a couple years ago that I was like way too tied up and that if I got fired, it would be like horrible for me, like mentally. It'd be really horrible. Like I'd find a new job, whatever. Like I know my life would go on, but I had so much tied up in my identity there that like it was it was an unhealthy way to think about myself so like if like or like say you get a new manager and like your manager just doesn't jive with you and like you butt heads for whatever reason like I've seen that happen to people where they did a good job like they had a previous manager and were really successful and they got a new manager and like it just wasn't a good fit like that's out of your control too but like I put a lot of pressure on myself to be like no everything's your fault like if you don't succeed in something it's a hundred percent your fault like I don't know there's Anyway, the whole point was, like, have more balance in your life. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, getting – especially, like, with what I was – like, my three, the creation, cultivation, and consumption type goals is making sure that you're also spread across there, that you're creating something new, that you're working on something that's already been created before, and then that you're consuming things that can ultimately help you – achieve whatever and that was another thing that we, were, we talked about too just like creativity in general like built into goals and built into everything in life there are biases like I guarantee I share like look at look at this I'd lost x amount of pounds like I posted these pictures on Instagram I lost x amount of pounds cool I'm looking a lot better I bet you there's a lot of people that are just like whatevs like that's not that's not even that cool like what's cool is not doing stuff like that. And then there's other people who really responded well to it. It's the same with all types of goals that you can create. Like there's going to be some people that are just like, that's not even really a goal. And so it is really important to have great confidence when you are providing, like setting your goals because they're the ones that are going to help you achieve those things as opposed to like the naysayers that are just like, oh, that's impossible or whatnot. And I bring that up because when we were talking about like creativity, I'm just like, I had this realization. I was like, you know what I don't think is creative? I don't think art is creative. And like, that's like the stereotypical, 
Like, it's, well, it's like the stereotypical, like, all right, so like when you're thinking creativity, what do you think of? I'm like, well, I think of like a painter. Or I think of like a, a Da Vinci or a Van Gogh or a, or a whatever. And, and part of it was just like, I don't find any of that stuff interesting. And that's just because that's a bias of mine that I have. But so when you're... Do you have something? Wouldn't you say, though, that like your desire to write a screenplay or a script would be art? No, 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 no. Agree. So, like, I would. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would say that. But I bet you yeah. other people might not say that about what I'm doing, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, that's what I mean. Like, there's – is that there's going to be a lot of people when you're, like, going through these process – like, it, you have to ultimately be doing goals for yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your motivation ultimately, needs to be for yourself. Ultimately, you can't do any of this crap for anybody else because they either aren't going to care or they're just – terrible people so it's ultimately about making the one better so that the many can blossom as well i don't know like i just i wish people didn't have such high expectations of themselves <laughs> for so many things like i i do think that we can do like that that's the thing too we have such high expectations for ourselves in the wrong places like where it isn't like oh i want to get promoted like where it's not in our control and then we have the lowest expectations of the things for the things that we can control I think that's what really frustrates me, and that's what really motivated me, like, August, September, October, when things had gotten tough for me from, like, a health standpoint. Like, finally got to this point where I just, like, I totally have, like, I am 100% in control of all of this. Everything else I can't control. I'm just going to start doing this, start doing this, start doing this. And it, what's crazy about it is, like, so it started off with, like, what did you want to do? You wanted to run, like, a 5K? So I'm just like, all right, well, while you're doing that, I'm just going to run – a 5k a day, which is ultimately 3.1 miles a day. And then I was just like, I can do more than this. And then I just slowly started adding on to it to the point where I'm like, I can do 10 miles a day. My body's not breaking down. My body's not breaking down. And I wonder how much, how many other things I can do like that, that I have no idea because I simply just haven't done it. Yeah, and I would, and I wouldn't have done, and I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't like someone else uh, that recommended that you didn't even recommend it to me. You're just like, Oh, I have a goal of running a 5k. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, to support you, I'm gonna do this. I'll do a 5K a day until you like you run that 5K, and then it just grew into this much more massive thing on my end. And I have no idea what other untapped potential things I could I could be doing, and I don't know how to figure that out. And I wish I could like easily. Well, and how how big of that, or how, like how big of a role was it to have like? that you and I were kind of trying to go after those things together. Like, I, th I know you were coming at it for more of, like, a way to help support me. And it f correct me if I'm wrong, it felt like a goal for you to see me succeed. So at like the you start. Did yeah, and then it became something more. But, like, I know I wouldn't have done half of what I had done, like, regardless of if I didn't hit the 5K, I didn't, you know, hit the goal weight or whatever. But I feel like I made real changes, like, to because I had you, like, alongside – you know, doing your own thing or whatever. Like sometimes I was like, oh my God, he just ran a marathon and he's been doing this for like three weeks. And I'm like, what is happening with me? But otherwise, like I, it was like a good like reward that I could like send the screenshot of my workout each time. And I knew that you were like, yeah, go get it. Like I felt like that played a big role in the success. I'm curious like how, how much of it. Get was up, like, get up. Um, the accountability piece, I guess. Although I wasn't really keeping you accountable. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> well, no, in a, in a sense you were though, because um, with my stuff, I'm like, I can't call her on anything <laughs> unless I am doing like my part. 
if that yeah. makes sense. Like, so yeah. it, like, I, I can't just be like, oh, Sheila, I can't believe you didn't do your thing today. And you're just like, yeah, you didn't do anything today. And I don't want to be one of those people who like, we should never look into the past to justify anything. Like, that was one of my, going to go back to middle school and high school real quick. I hated so much when, uh, I'm a Lakers fan, for those of you who don't know. And I would hate when I would see other Lakers fans get in arguments with Sacramento Kings fan fans. Like, obviously, that was the high majority of people uh, where I'm from were Sacramento Kings fan. And they'd be like, yeah, well, we just won, uh, we just won three championships. And what have, what have you guys done recently? I'm just like, yeah, we haven't won three championships for like five years. We're not doing that well right now. So I don't know if we can like be talking crap on everybody. Anyways, all of that. A lot of I have a lot of repressed <laughs> repressed problems <laughs> from when I was in junior high and high school. Anyways, and all of that just to say that that's a big deal for me. Like you can't give somebody crap if you aren't willing to do it. I don't care if yesterday I ran ten miles. If I don't run ten miles today or don't do anything today, I don't feel like I'm in a place where I can be like, "Hey Sheila, why don't you do?" <laughs> I don't know what voice that is. Is that Bullwinkle? Hey. <laughs> um, why didn't you do whatever today? Um, and that's mainly because that will keep me on the straight and narrow. And then also it's like fair to you as well. Fair to the person that you're you keep. I do think it is very, very vitally important that you have someone to, to keep you accountable. Maybe not a ton of people to keep you accountable, but. I didn't even number. tell. Like I didn't really even tell anyone else that I was trying to do this because. Like, I just, I don't know. Well, Sheila, how embarrassed will you be now if you don't achieve your goals? And now that, now that 12 people know, now that 12 <laughs> people know about it and you're going to have to come back, you're going to have to come back in three months and tell people if you achieve the goal or not. <sighs> Stressful. Sometimes, sometimes the people we don't know hold us, <laughs> hold us the most accountable, uh, I know. I thought about that as I was writing them. I was like, which ones are... What ones can I share? Which, I which can... of these can I say out loud? <laughs> uh, you know how many comments we get on the on the Facebook, Instagram, and every, and, uh, oh, yeah. and Twitter from all the people. At least zero comments in the last six months. Such high engagement. But this is what sucks, though. Like, I, this is kind of off subject, but I get a ton of private messages from people. Like, people that just reach out to me privately, and sometimes I'm just like, hey, it's a... You know, don't. It's okay. You can put that like comment on it. Let's start a <laughs> let's start a conversation. And then part of me is just like, no, because then it just div- it will just be destroyed. Like all social media things, where someone will get mad or someone will get offended about a certain thing or whatnot. But um, yeah. Anyway, it does. It would be nice if there was like another way to foster communication in like a less public situation. Because yeah. I think about that too on those like I don't know. Because There's I'm stuff to talk I'm about. a person who. I think we noticed, like, with my expulsion one, there was a comment that came that I was like, man, you you 100% did not understand the podcast message at all, which <laughs> made me think, man, maybe I need to do better at communicating, and maybe I'm just a terrible communicator, but um, it's amazing how much, even in long form, how much gets lost in yeah. the conversation. It was like, that's one thing I want to get better at with this is just... Uh, I don't want to say like be more real or whatnot because that sounds stupid to me, but um, be exactly how I actually feel and not, not 
not react or speak in a way that is like, oh, I don't want this to be controversial. Because there are like certain things, like I can't remember which one it was. I wish I would have been more, this is almost like a uh, nine months, where are we now? We want to talk about it now. Um, I actually probably should do one of those like at the year mark. Um, but there's there have been times where I'm like, I kind of held back on that because I didn't want it to be misconstrued or whatnot by people, but no, not enough people are listening to this. <laughs> not enough people are listening to this for it to be a big deal. I just have to be more. I think the one that I did it the best on was the the marijuana one and then also my expulsion one because uh, there were parts in my expulsion one where I was really hard on the church and its leaders, and then there were parts of it where I was like also very empathetic to the church and its members because I really do think there's nothing that is perfect in this world, and that's okay. But being very direct and honest about all of those imperfections that we have so that we can better them is the only way that I can get better, you can get better, organizations and whatnot can get better, as opposed to just being like, always our, our default is to be an apologist or our default is to be the devil's advocate. I think where there's a lot, too much of that going on, too much attacking and too much defending when not necessarily like, can it just be like this crappy thing? Like this this one time crappy thing that happened and it's... it's I feel like I'm getting way off subject right now, but <laughs> I'm just thinking about like all the episodes that I've done and I'm just like, I'm, I'm not trying to make this, I'm not trying to like make these m- major changes, I'm just trying to make minimal ones because those are the ones that we can actually achieve pretty just easily. Be, be better. Everybody be better. So uh, what are all your goals, Sheila? Um, I gave you the big ones, I think. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I have like, you know. I don't even have mine. I'm happy that you had some. Oh, yeah. I thought that's what we were doing. Um, I want to... See, I'm eat, a bad communicator. Thanks, Sheila. Eat, le- <laughs> eat less, work out more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eat less, work out more. <laughs> I mean, like, they're very specific, but that's essentially what it is. Um, I have like a lot of like really specific work goals that won't be relevant to anyone uh, else, but like, you know, tied to... Did I tell you Thanks. that I did the, um, I think except for one day this week, I did my equivalent of what your calorie goal is for like my active lifestyle and whatchamacallit. You it was, did. It was not fun. No, so okay, I, did, so I didn't do yours. Like I did, I think I told you mine's 1800 would be like the yeah. equivalent of what yours is. I did not enjoy it at all, but I lost, <laughs> I, but I did with like the amount of exercise I'm doing. So I'm back down to like where I was pre Thanksgiving. So that's, that's good. good. Like I was at like 159 and then now I'm back to 154. Oh my that's gosh. Yeah, I'll tell you what, really... man. It's so everyone, I just want to point out, super easy to fall off the wagon or whatever, fall off the train, push the wagon. I don't know. I don't even know what it means. Like, is there like something like, would people go to bars with wagons? Like, what does that mean? Like, what does that oh, saying that. mean? Like, it's another one in the gift one gift podcast that you didn't listen to sheila i go into the to the historical look a gift horse in the mouth reference and explain what that means so you can look forward to that on another episode of we want to it, talk about i now. i know i think i heard that was oh. that on the gift one yeah. but i then maybe we've talked about this before because it's like you had to like see if look it was healthy teeth. right yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of the most see. frustrating ones ever Wait, what I'm did trying I ask to look you? up the wagon, the wet, like oh, what's the, the wagon thing, of the falling oh, yeah. off the wagon. Because I think it's like you're you're off the wagon when you like you start drinking again. Yeah. Or fail. 
Okay, so the original version of this expression, on the water wagon, or water cart, which isn't heard anymore, best explains the phrase. During the late 19th century, water carts drawn by horses wet down dusty roads in the summer. At the height of the Prohibition Crusade in the 1890s, men who vowed to stop drinking would say they were thirsty indeed, but would rather climb aboard the water cart to get a drink than break their pledges. From this sentiment came the expression, I'm on the water cart, I'm trying to stop drinking, which is first recorded in, of all places, Alice Caldwell Rice's Mrs. Wiggs of the Cabbage Patch. Cla- classic. Totally, I've read that. No. Of all Where- places? <laughs> yeah. Is this a snippet you're reading? Who? What? What is? What website is this? Actually, don't say it. I don't want to get them any traffic. Okay. Uh, where the consumption, consumptive Mr. Dick says to old Mrs. Wiggs. <laughs> this is so made up. This is not real. But I like it so far. The more alliterative wagon soon replaced cart in the expression, and it was eventually shortened to on the wagon. Fall off the wagon made its entry into language almost immediately after. Anyways. <laughs> Fun fact. You'll, uh, you'll probably fail a lot, and I think a lot of that has to do with setting like, reasonable goals or whatnot, but um, I don't know if we can recover from this. So we went really off the wagon with that. Did we go off the wagon with that? I don't 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 know. know. We went down a rabbit hole. I don't know. I don't know what any of this means. I I always mix it up. Romeo, Romeo, what about that Romeo? (laughs) Uh, But but yeah, it's gonna be hard. But I think people can do it. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was gonna. I had a bad segue, but I was thinking about the consumption piece of this. And um, this morning, I got for the first time my phone consumption alert, which you might not have on a Samsung. I don't know, but Apple started to do this thing that tells you about your screen time, and it tells you like where you're like the over the whole week, like how much time did you spend on social media, and how much time did you spend on productivity, and like whatever, and it tells you the hours and like how it looked over the week and week over week progress. And I was like, oh my God, I spend way too much time on my phone. So one of my goals is actually to consume less. Or if I'm going to consume, I'm going to consume more like thoughtful things versus like scrolling Instagram. Man, I, I've debated taking, because I like, I, I, I've realized how stupid it all is. And I know that's dumb being someone who's like out there promoting myself with a podcast and whatnot i understand social media is like very important but i just find myself like i, w- I see everybody's stories and then i think about my stories I'm like my stories are so stupid because i'm looking at people's like that's stupid and i'm like i do that <laughs> i do i do those stories that's a stupid story i'm gonna stop doing that that's why so i used to just post like food like here here's this food so what i've started to do instead is now I put the location and the price of the food along with like my just initial whatchamacallits of it as opposed to here's a picture of food enjoy not in eating this food um so I've changed that up so it's more beneficial to people who are who are consuming it as opposed to just like all right well I just wasted point at least 0.5.6 seconds of your life depending on how long (laughs) you decide to look at it um and also just being more aware of what what people want and people desire uh, because yeah. most people, just so you know, everybody, most people don't care about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> most people don't. Um, and most people don't care about a lot of stuff. And I know this goes for me. Like I bet you a lot of people are like, your story sucks too, Alex. I know. I know my story <laughs> sucks. That's why I'm trying to help you understand yours also sucks as well. And like, I just find myself like scrolling through stuff. I'm just like, 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 
like, I'm like, do I even really like this? Or am I literally just doing it so I can build up my relationship with that person so they feel better about it and then maybe they'll reciprocate that in some form in the future? It's exactly what I'm doing. Literally, that's, I, I, I don't, I, listen, listen, Shannon. I think that's safe because I think I only have one person named Shannon that I follow. Listen here, Shannon. <laughs> Shout out to Shannon McRae. Um, listen here, Shannon. Like, uh, I don't care about, I don't care about little Billy. I really don't care. I also don't care about your douchebag husband or your douchebag ex-husband, whatever you want to, however you want to say it. Uh, girls night. Yes. Okay, cool. Whatever. Oh my gosh. It's snowing. It's snowing where you are. Oh, that's right. We live in the same city. I had no idea that it's snowing. Anyways. Um, but everyone be a better person. <laughs> On that note. Be a little less judgmental. <laughs> The most engagement I've ever gotten on social was Aaron's Pizza Challenge. And he did it. It was money. He did it. Yeah, he did it. And um, I'm surprised how long it took him. Did he? Well, I mean, some places we went to, like, just didn't have slice places. Like, the the few days that we spent in Chincatera or whatever, like, there was one restaurant open. So he got pizza there twice but we didn't count that it was only one because that was the rules but but i think what's interesting about that is like people really do no matter how stupid the goals are people like stuff like people like supporting people bettering themselves a lot more than they care about your kid i think that's a really good like (laughs) like i think that's a really good point like i'm glad that you brought that up because it's a stupid goal right like i'm gonna but at the same time it's fun like it's fun and it's stupid which is fine yeah, I think it was fun for people to like, because at first everyone, I was getting all these messages of like, there's no way, there's no way he's going to do it. He should quit now. And I'm like, whoa, you haters. Like, Wait, do you really? even know him? Were they serious? Yeah. Yes. They were like, he's falling behind. Like, how many more days are you there? Like, that's, that's just too much pizza. It can't happen. There was never and, a doubt in my mind, Aaron. There was never, never a, doubt. a doubt in my mind you were going to get that. I knew it was I probably going to be on the last day, but I knew that you were going to get it. There's know, no way that you're going to let that happen. I'm like anyone that actually knows Aaron knows that like 35 pizzas in That's 10 nothing. days is like totally attainable. But um, yeah. Well, so my, like, my first math on it though, I was like, oh, they're there for seven days. That's five pizzas a day. I'm like, yeah, I think you can do that. And they're like, yeah, we're here for 10 days. I'm like, not a problem at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's, less, I mean, <laughs> That's even fewer pizzas. <laughs> it did come in under the wire. Like it was, the last one was at the airport, but um but yeah, it was funny because like at the end, like everyone was like, oh my God, like he actually did it. And I was like, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> it's a good, oh, that was a good consumption good. goal. Tell Aaron that was what we call a consumption goal. I'll let him know. He'll be he'll very be, proud. He'll be like, whatever, man. Just get me underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him. That's what we're getting him for Christmas again. <laughs> oh, I actually want to say just for the record, because we just talked about you talking crap about my gift giving i, I didn't already talk ordered crap, i didn't talk crap okay. about your gift giving you like literally you'll when you listen to it you'll be like oh that's so nice what he said <laughs> okay well in that case i just want for the record that i already ordered the gifts that i got for you and katie so you're not gonna think like you can't say when you get them that like i tried to be more thoughtful okay like they're already ordered well yeah so I'm not and, just well, they're already shit. ordered and since you haven't got anything from us recently like, literally, it was only that, right? It was only the Sherry's Berries, if I can think about it. No, but, like, that started it. Like, you got it one for my birthday, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so thoughtful. Like, shit, and, I got to get him something. No, I was like, oh, this is so great. And then I love that, and then I love the Sherry's Berries, so I got them for you. And then now we've evolved to, like, more specific 
things. What's weird is but... I just get Aaron the same thing. I get oh, yeah, you like, get him underwear. Just get him underwear. So I'm just like, eh. yeah. I would also want underwear, like new underwear, like especially if I don't have to pay for it. Like if so, Aaron's gonna love. It. You should listen to the should listen to the podcast. Like <laughs> we go into. Oh my gosh! I don't, anyone who did listen to it, so if you notice, we recorded that both like a few days before my birthday, two days before my birthday, and like I go off on socks in it. I'm just like, socks, man. Socks is like my jam. If people get yeah. me nice socks. I love like that. What makes me happier than anything? If you get me the right socks, and then two days later, that was the gift that Katie had got me for my birthday. <laughs> and uh, like, because like there was this, there was like a little bit of a debate, I guess you could say. Like, do I do like Katie's like, do I do a good job on birthday gifts or whatnot? And then it was it was socks on my birthday. I'm like, all right, that's that's exactly that's exactly that's exactly where it's at. I think you guys got I think you guys got me socks last we're, year. We got you socks. Yeah, we got your socks last year because you did. You uh, had holes in all your socks. I know <laughs> it was like some homeless person, <laughs> but but I remember being like, "Oh, I love this! Like, I love getting socks. Like, really cozy. Like, like you that's guys got really key. cozy socks." No, that's the key. Oh. Like, if anyone so with the brain can buy socks for a person, and they will love them. Like, it's the people who like don't think about it. They're just like, like my grandma used to get us these weird slipper socks i don't even know how to describe them yeah like the really fuzzy ones with the sticky things on the bottom yeah. yep 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 with the sticky like yeah. she would get us i'm like grandma when am i ever going to wear this i don't live in a snow <laughs> a snowy area so it's not that cold in the house what a, i can't wear these with shoes that's, yeah. not, that's why they have the sticky things on the bottom they're not meant for shoes grandma i know grandma's my, listening to this right now so my mom gets me those every year like and in like they're like the really fuzzy ones, you know. Like they're like very soft, and then I, yeah, I, I, I can't wear them with shoes. But Joella, not to say that Sheila doesn't appreciate them. She loves no, them. No, I like them. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I like hate. Them. I hated getting them. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Grandma. Oh wait, but the she, thing that is, they're dead. not soft. Yeah, oh. that Grandma's dead. So I'm still sorry. Sorry, still. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, see ya. But uh, I don't know how to segue <laughs> so from became, uh, your Grandma's dead joke. <laughs> This became a gift-giving podcast. Uh, I know, well, it's so close to Christmas. I'm excited. Um, Are you coming home? I still don't know, man. Ugh. Okay. Well, by the time this is released, it'll have passed, so we'll we'll see. I'm really thinking about doing it just because, um, just because this year's Christmas, and I'll tell you this offline, is going to be like sad. I guess I don't know, but don't it's know. also going to be joyful because it's, it's Christmas time. I think I know where you're going. But um. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but goals. Sorry that we goals, went off man. on that tangent. But I'll, I'll tell you what. I have a feeling that tangent's going to be very entertaining for people uh, when Sheila and I are talking about uh, things that you have no idea about. You're gonna. It's going to be very, <laughs> very, very entertaining for you. Well, there was a lot of things. Well, here's another thing too. Like, it's it's weird like that. That it's just the simple crap. That I hate saying crap because that's not the right word. Going to the gift giving thing. Thoughtful. It's thoughtful. So, like the things that I display, like there's this. I, I don't know if Tim, if you're listening to this, Tim Hicks, the gift that you're. I think your mom gets this for anyone that gets married or gets it made. It's just like S. Skinner established 2013, like a wedding gift. I'm displaying that because I really like it. I don't know how expensive it was or whatnot, but then there's other stuff that you get that you can just tell had like zero thought in it i guess maybe by at this point that had zero thought in it. like yep this is what we get everybody anyways um 
but no, like, I we're love proudly that stuff. we're proudly displaying it in our home. Yeah. You're gonna like you're gonna like my gifts. I'm excited. Yeah. Well and then, and excited. then Joel Taylor, if you're listening, I don't think you are. Uh, the mirror that your mom gave us, we we have displayed like she gave it to us f- when his dad's photo company, um, when they retired, and then she's just like, yeah, I, it's so fun. Another tangent story. Just <laughs> went home, went home for Christmas. Decided to go to China City and Cameron Park, which is really close to Nigel's photography. So I was like, oh, I'll just stop by and see how uh, Nige and Pancakes are doing go and they're like cleaning out their building and Pam Taylor is one of the nicest people in the entire world. She's just like, hey, like they have all of these tons of frames, tons of mirrors with frames, all of this stuff. She's like, yeah, just take it. I'm like, well, if Nigel finds out, he'll be really, really mad. Trust me. I know. I know Nigel. He wants to sell these and make money off of them. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just take it. Anyways, just a shout out to uh, to Pancakes for uh, giving us those cool things if she listens. There's going to be a lot of people that get mentions on this. They should. Li- I should start mentioning people more. And then when I release the episodes, just tag them. Like, see what I said about this person, this person, this person. That would cause so much anxiety for me if I, like, got tagged and was like, see what I say see about what you. I I'd be like, <laughs> well, what I, I don't think I've ever said anything negative about anyone I know that at least hasn't, like, been on the podcast at some point, if that makes sense. Like, so if, if you're a person who's never going to have a voice on the podcast, which part of me wants to go home so I can interview Julie – I don't know what we'll Oh, my we'll talk God. About. That would be so good. Yeah. With Julie and then, like, Bob and her family. And then and then everyone will be like, man, it sounds like you had, like, about a good two-year relationship with this family. And she gets a mention in every single episode. Like, <laughs> that is that is exactly right. It's it's strange how the, like, it's so, I need to, sorry. I got to stop. I got to stop. Um, <laughs> and the next time that we have something <laughs> we oh want to talk about, we hope that you give it a listen. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, SoundCloud, and anywhere podcasts are stored. Literally anywhere. Feel free to email your comments to us at we want to talk about it now at gmail.com or comment on any of our social media platforms. Even better, leave us a written review on iTunes. We love you and always will. Remember, don't be a dick and let's keep being better. total sense when the podcast started because Brandon was going to be on it all the time. It's like he's from Folsom and like was probably at Julie's house way more often or like saw her more often than I did. So like it made sense. I'm just like, you know, I got really close with Julie for those two years. Like I would go to her house and just hang out with her like Bob, Julie and Alex when her kids weren't there. And then, um, you know, then life happens. You can't like even when I got back from my mission, I actually think I hung out with them for a little bit and then like now I'm in Utah so I, I'm never back home um, and it made sense and now and now it's like it's at a point where it's it's into the zeitgeist it exists and I can't go back now <laughs> no you can't stop you can't stop it's like oh, a good man. running joke man I love Julie she's great I wonder if she still listens <laughs> I know she listens to some yeah she comments sometimes
And I'm like, oh, it's Julie in the wild. Oh, dude, it was <laughs> like the in the wild <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> uh... Um, 